0: Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast. The. And another one going, and another one going, another one bites the dust. Edition as the Bengals go to Detroit and destroy the winless Lions 34 to 11. Coming up, you'll hear radio replays from the win, post game comments from players and coaches, and analysis from my broadcast partner, Dave Lapham. Then, in this week's Fun Facts segment. You'll get to know a Bengals team leader who definitely has the Mamba mentality. Safety, Von Bell. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play, next-level fantasy football game. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. And here's a reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since... Cold pizza. I recently had a mid morning slice of cold pizza for the first time in ages. The crust was stiff as a board, the cheese was congealed, and yet it was inexplicably delicious. It's good to know that my college age hungover taste buds many years ago were not wrong. Now, let's get to Sunday's lion taming. Heading into the game, the Bengals were one of only five teams that hadn't scored on their opening drive all year. After an eight play, 61 yard drive, you can scratch Cincinnati off that list. Burrow with the play clock at one, extends the hands, catches the snap, no flag, floats it to the sideline, Evans oh, makes baby. the catch with his arms fully extended, nice. touchdown, Bengals, what a catch by rookie Chris Evans, a 24-yard touchdown pass, there are very few running backs in the National Football League with hands like that. With Samaje Pirine on the COVID list, Chris Evans got the most snaps of his NFL. Career and finished with 57 combined rushing and receiving yards. Here's Joe Burrow on the rookie running back.
1: He's just getting better and better every single week. You know, you see what he can do in the past game. He got a one-on-one and, you know, really,
0: really ran a great route and scored a touchdown for us. But after the fast start, the Bengals' offense went bone dry. Empty backfield, five wides, third down and 20. Burrow drops back to throw. The Lions rush three, cover with eight, and the pass is intercepted. The Lions have it at the 30, running down to the 25, and the tackle is made at the 23. It was deflected, and Amani Oruwarie comes up with his third interception of the year and returns at 16 yards. There's a penalty flag in the secondary. The penalty was after the interception, so the Lions had the ball in Bengals territory two plays later cincinnati took it back golf drops back to throw Boom. fastball over the middle caught at the 25-yard line but the bengals take the ball away logan wilson has it
2: how about that are they blowing it dead
1: ruling on the field has been changed to an interception his first and 10 for Cincinnati at the 23 yard
0: line. That gives linebacker Logan Wilson four interceptions this year. That's second in the NFL behind the Cowboys' Trayvon Diggs, who picked off his sixth pass on Sunday. Here's Chidobe Awujay on Logan Wilson. We marvel
3: at him. You know, uh, I don't know what he's doing. It's just be in the right position and that ball sticking to his gloves and all that kind of stuff and credit to Vaughn on that play as well for getting the ball out but um, yeah uh, it's great to have Logan making those type of plays. We need them and it's been changing the game every time.
0: The score remains 7-0 while Cincinnati's offense sputtered. After Burroughs' interception, the Bengals had three straight three and outs and with less than 30 seconds to go in the half, they face third and long. Third down and 10. The Bengals hit their own 40. One out. Deep safety now for Detroit. Nine defenders up on the line. Burrow back to pass. Throws it deep downfield for Chase. Jamar makes the catch inside the 30 and goes out of bounds at the 26-yard line of Detroit. He beat Jerry Jacobs for a 34-yard gain, and that means Jamar Chase has had a catch of at least 34 yards in every game he's played in in the National Football League. And
2: Dan, the throw's unbelievable right on the sideline. It's covered, too. you got a safety coming over the top, a corner underneath safety over the top. You have to keep it as close as you can to the sideline so the safety can't get there.
0: Joe Burrow dropped it perfectly. That long pass allowed Evan McPherson to kick a 38-yard field goal on the final play of the half to give Cincinnati a 10-0 lead. Here are Chase and Burrow on Jamar's latest big play just before halftime. With this footnote, HESI stands for hesitation.
4: I just gave the defender um, HESI, HESI step at the top of my route. Um, that would cause him to slow down, and, it, and then after that, I just sped up and ended up being wide open. The safety was looking back in the backfield at Joe. He wasn't too worried about what I was doing, and you know, got to, got it downfield. Jamar just keeps being that spark for us. You know, they, he keeps
1: finding his opportunities when he gets one on one to win win down the field. And you know,
0: when we have a guy like that, it's and when we have the connection that we have, you know, you can't can't fall asleep on defense when you have that guy. Since the Bengals won their 11th consecutive coin toss to begin the day, the odds of that are 1 in 2048, they got the ball to begin the third quarter and scored again, thanks to a brilliant call on fourth and less than a yard. Detroit has several defensive linemen right over the ball. Receiver goes in jet motion, Burrow oh, rolls to the right, right open. he throws, it's caught. Nixon streaking down the sideline to the 20, That's a block oh, baby. from Chase, baby. and runs it into the end zone. <laughs> what a call, what a block, touchdown Cincinnati. That 40-yard touchdown made it 17-0, and after the game, everybody was talking about the downfield block by Jamar Chase. Including the guy that scored the touchdown, Joe Mixon.
3: That's what a Bengal is—a physical, hungry, accountable teammate that's gonna get to do whatever gets your job done. And I thought, you know, he came down, man, made a hell of a block. I mean, it was crazy. Um, I got the ball, made a made a run. I seen Jamar try to set up his block, and he came down running, and he just threw him down. I was like, oh yeah, but. I mean, that's, that's what makes him a great player. I mean, um, you know, here Ricky and things like that. He don't play like it. I mean, that's like a Jerry Rice play. and he, It was like an all-around performance for him on the perimeter, catching the ball and blocking. I, like I said, I thought he did great.
0: Case finished with four catches for 97 yards, and Mixon finished with 18 carries for 94. Joe added five catches for 59 more yards to wind up with 153 yards of total offense. So, what did Joe think of his performance
3: I think it was average it could have been it could have been a lot better Um, but to be honest man we got the dub I thought the offensive line did a hell of a job Um, them boys on the perimeter do a hell of a job out there and I was just capitalizing on my opportunities but left a lot of yards out there and uh, you know going forward just got to figure out a way to make those plays but Um, I like the way we uh, headed right now.
0: An Evan McPherson field goal made it 20-0 going to the fourth quarter, and the Bengals quickly put the game away. Third down and goal from the three. Burrow under center, fakes to Mixon, looking back to the left, throws into the end zone, caught for the touchdown. CJ Uzama started on the right side of the line, snuck out to the left, and hauled in Joe Burrow's third touchdown pass of the game.
2: I'll tell you the key block, Joe Mixon. These running backs, it was a a play-action pass, the fake to Joe Mixon. He chopped down the edge rusher, chopped him to the ground, gave Joe Burrow time and opportunity to find C.J. Ozama on that crossing route. Outstanding blocking going on by all of these running backs protecting their quarterback big time.
0: Burrow passed for 271 yards and had a passer rating of 115.7. He's thrown at least two touchdown passes in every game this year. I mean, the sky's the limit. If we, you know, eliminate some of those things that happened in the first half, we, you know, probably score 50 points today. But, you
1: know, it's the the NFL. I'm never going to be upset about a 34-point
0: game, and you're winning by as much as we did. But, you know, we do have to get some things corrected, and when we do that, it's going to be scary. The Lions finally got on the scoreboard midway through the fourth quarter on a field goal by Austin Seibert. But even with Brandon Allen in it quarterback, the Bengals offense kept rolling. Allen takes the snap, run to the right. No, he faked, he's looking Wired to throw, his pass caught, and Auden Tate takes it into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. Allen with his first touchdown pass of the year, and Auden Tate hauls it in. That put the Bengals over 30 points for the first time this season. The Lions scored a touchdown and added a two-point conversion with about two minutes to go, to put a little lipstick on Miss Piggy, making the final score 34-11. It was the Bengals' seventh straight win over Detroit dating back to 1998, and it dropped this year's Lions to 0-6. Since Jacksonville won on Sunday, the Lions are the only team in the NFL without a win. By the way, Jacksonville's win over Miami was in London, so I think it's safe to say that Urban Meyer went home on the team plane. The Bengals improved to 4-2, and two, and after the game, Lap spent four minutes with Zach Taylor. Heck of a win, Coach.
1: Yeah, it was good. You know, I like the way our team finished it out. I know they scored there at the end, those, those 11 points, but um, really our, our defense came out ready to play to start the whole game, and our offense finally caught a rhythm there going into halftime and, and was able to score in every position after that.
2: You know what I like uh, as a former lineman? <laughs> when I see... Jamar Chase in front of Joe Mixon making a big block. When I see Joe Mixon after a run fake cutting down the edge rusher making a big block. When I see Evans picking up strong blitz pickup giving Joe Burrow an opportunity to make a big throw down the football field to Jamar Chase. I'm saying, man, everybody's doing the little things you got to do, right?
1: Our, our players are selfless. You know, they care about others more than they care about themselves, and that's the sign of a team that's headed in the right direction. Uh, really proud of our guys in all three phases today, and. Uh, it was a complete team effort and it was good to see.
2: So you, you score over 30 points Joe Mixon 18 this is unofficial 18 carries 94 yards Joe Burrow uh, almost 300 yards passing 271 three touchdowns interception chase four catches for 97 yards. I tell you man Burrow and chase it's magic I mean the throw he made before the safety could get there took it to the sideline as far as he could because he knew the safety was coming over the top put it in a porthole out there.
1: You saw it a lot better than I did. You know, I, it was on the other sideline, so I, I'm still not quite sure what unfolded there, but uh, those two have great chemistry. They know where they're going to be, and, and Jamar's continued to make plays when his number's called.
2: So is Jamar, what, what's Jamar like, you know, during the course of a game on a sideline? Does he come off the field and say, I I got this dude man. I mean, I can do anything I want to what's the feedback like with him
1: All our receivers are pretty calm You know and they give the information to Troy or myself And and so we always feel like we know what the receivers are seeing and doing and same with burrow and just really good communication all the way around
2: in The second half. I think for the second time you you scored on just about every drive, you know, and uh, when when you're doing that I'll tell you what that's you you guys are a handful. and it's, It's hard to handle at that point
1: yeah, we just you know kind of shot ourselves in the foot there in the first half with some silly penalties and mistakes like that, and uh, so we need to hit our rhythm sooner, faster. Uh, but again, proud of the way that our guys came out the second half and executed.
2: What about your defensive football team pitching a shot? I mean, at one point I know I think it was like 210 yards to like 50. I mean, it, it was just they were they were suffocating. Uh, the Detroit Lions, they they couldn't get anything done. They had no points on the board and like you said scored eleven late. But how about that defensive performance? How inspirational is that? Yeah,
1: they they've always had confidence in themselves, but I can see it growing from week to week. You know, now their expectations coming, we're not gonna allow any points. We're not gonna give up any big players. We're gonna create more turnovers than we have been, and so that that's really good to see. We got great leadership on that side of the ball and really good chemistry.
2: So at what point did you feel like this is going to be a special day. I mean, was there any point in the, during the course of the game on the sideline where you thought might, that this might be something extraordinary?
1: Well, we, we felt like when it was seventeen nothing, we had them on the mat and we needed to finish them off. You know, and that's that's kind of the killer instinct we're trying to develop with this team. And um, our defense went out there, got to stop. Our offense went out there and, and kicked a field goal. We would like to touch down there. Uh, I think we had a drop on that series, but uh, that's the next step for us is getting points down and then just just finishing them off the finishing blow there in the second half.
2: How rewarding is it a play caller when Joe Mixon is so wide open for his touchdown? Um, Evans makes an unbelievable catch, you know, the back half of the football for his touchdown. How, how rewarding is it when you dial it up and the players execute it the way they did?
1: Yeah, it feels good. You know, That's that's where all the work comes in. And um, so again, our, our players understand what we're asking them to do. They're doing it with great detail and precision and big players are gonna come from that.
2: Well, four and two now, 34-11 victory. Done with the NFC North. Even even Steven, two wins, two losses could have been and should have. You would not going to go backwards, though, as you look forward to the Baltimore Ravens, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about the Baltimore Ravens right
1: now? We got to be strong in our division, and this is our second opportunity. We want to know this is a big road test again for us and uh, our guys will be ready, but but this is a big game for us. There's no question.
0: First place Ravens are five and one after humbling the Chargers 34 to six on Sunday. The second place Bengals are one game behind Baltimore and one game ahead of Cleveland after the Browns got crushed at home by the undefeated Cardinals 37-14. Baker Mayfield dislocated his left shoulder in that game but expects to be able to play with the injury. Now time for some post-game analysis with Dave Lapham. Lapham, I'll be honest, I thought the Bengals were going to win but I didn't expect it to be as dominant as it turned out. How about you?
2: I agree with you, Dan. I mean, within 30 yards of a 300-yard passer, you know, less than 10 yards of within, what, six yards whatever it was of a 100-yard rusher and the same 100-yard receiver. You have 300, 100, 100. That's a big, that's that's a big offensive performance. And uh, defensively, they suffocated them. You know, they, they really, when the game was on the line, when the game meant something, they just, they didn't give an inch. It was, it, was, it was an impressive performance all the way around. There was complimentary football played, you know, between phases of the thing and within the phase, you know, running game, supporting passing game. And the thing I liked in, in reflection, talking to some of the guys in the locker room, Jamar Chase making the block for Joe Mixon's touchdown. Joe Mixon, after the play action fake, making the block, allowing a touchdown pass to occur. Evans blitz pickup, allowing Joe Mix—Joe uh, Burrow to throw a touchdown pass. So, the detail of things that needed to be done were done at a very high level, and it was complimentary football played there too.
0: That's good stuff. I thought the game really swung on one play. Less than a minute to go, second quarter, Bengals up 7 nothing. They had had three straight, three and outs, three straight punts. It's third and 10. Looks like they're going to punt again. Joe Burrow drops a perfect pass to Jamar Chase for a 34-yard gain, moving it from the Bengals 40 to the Lions 26. That leads to a field goal that makes it ten nothing. That gives the Bengals momentum, and they come out in the second half and score three touchdowns and a field goal on their first four drives. It's crazy. I mean, they they, they score another three points in the final
2: two minutes of the first half. They've scored 31 points now in the final two minutes of the first six football games. Nuts. And then they come right out and score, you know, to start the third quarter, which they've done. That that's that's such a huge. Energy emotion, you know, everything you can think of such a huge boost and the throw Extraordinary, I mean, it's a, a porthole. It's not a window. It's a porthole down there it, It's like you got to go over the corner and before the safety can get there get it close as close to the sideline as you can chase ran a route that was Along those lines in, in exactly where he was supposed to run it and Joe put the ball in such an unbelievable place I mean it was That's one of those where you say Man, these guys are good. <laughs> these NFL players, these guys are good, no question.
0: Unbelievable catch by Chris Evans for the Bengals' first touchdown. I'm saying you can't count on both hands the number of running backs uh, that can make a catch like that. Maybe one, not both. Do you think the Bengals need to find ways to get him more involved on offense? Yeah, I mean, you, you look at him and you see,
2: you know, a potential Giovanni Bernard, you know, where. Um, And and the thing that that I was impressed with, his blitz pickup was good. Not just the one on the Joe Burrow touchdown. There were other instances of blitz pickup where he was, you know, unashamedly putting his nose right in the middle of somebody, and that was good to see. So I think, um, you know, the only thing you can do as a player is have some patience, wait for your opportunity. Know you're prepared as well as you possibly can for your opportunity and capitalize on your opportunity so, therefore, you can get more opportunity. And that's kind of the process he's going through as a young rookie. And he's earning it. He's earning his chance. He's earning his
0: snaps. I don't have team stats in front of me. I'm pretty sure it's less than 50 rushing yards in the game for the Detroit Lions. Awesome job in run defense. Of course, late in the game when it got lopsided, they stopped running. But in any case, it's been excellent by and large for the most part this year. And it was the best it's been all year today
2: yeah nothing leaked out you know that was that was the thing everybody was uh you know we talked about in the in the pregame that these guys like to cut you know cut block and uh that's that's their head coach dan campbell is that type of player you know he's a it's not dirty it's just it's physical it's aggressive and uh guys stayed on their feet stayed in their gaps didn't give them much opportunity to run the football and uh yeah defensively i thought uh you know, they were, they were extraordinary. In, in the NFL, I don't care how bad the offense is struggling. I, you know, it's like they pitched a shutout for almost three quarters, you know, of the football game, or maybe it wasn't to the fourth quarter. I think it was three-plus quarters. They pitched a shutout. When you do something like that, you've done a lot of things right.
0: They beat a winless team. People are going to poo-poo the victory, but the dominance is what stands out to me. I, like I, we said at the very beginning, we both thought they would win. But when you dominate like that, it makes you think, okay, this team might be able to sustain this and stay in the playoff hunt. The good thing is it was the first time for them this year
2: where they found themselves up 17. And at that point, what do you do? Do you let a team back in the game or do you finish it? And they finished it. That's a good sign. Like you said, maybe not the best team by far that they're going to play, but when, you, when you're up, you have a team down, like Forrest Gregg used to say, finish them you know, don't reposition yourself and, and let them get a breath and, and, and get back in the football game. So I thought that was a, a positive sign as well.
0: Bring on the Ravens,
2: <laughs> <laughs> man. I hope that that run defense is, I hope we play the best gap control responsibility, uh, running game defense we've ever played. Cause when, I mean, they're, they're so unusual with their 11 on 11, having a quarterback like that, that can run it. I mean, I look at him, Dan, as, you know, at least a top 20 running back yeah. in the league. You know, I mean, dude, he's, he's always statistically he's in the top 20 rushing, even though he's a quarterback. He's legit. From a talent standpoint, he's legit top 20, maybe even a little higher in terms of a running back can make guys miss and everybody's like, oh, he's going to get hurt. That dude, he's not going to get hurt. He doesn't give anybody a flush shot on him. He is unbelievable. Yeah, that, uh, that's a good football team.
0: If you combine his passing yards and the rushing yards, going into the weekend, he had more yards by himself than 18 NFL teams.
2: It's, it's extraordinary. I mean, that, that's, that's ridiculous. You have to look at it from the Bengals' perspective. They're 1-0 and in the division. You know, they, they beat Pittsburgh on the road. If you can go into Baltimore and beat them on the road, be 2-0 in the division, there are two road games to boot, man, and sitting 5-2 and two overall, then you start to think, we might have something here.
0: It's nice to be in the hunt,
2: isn't it? It is. It is. Let's just, let's keep enough ammo to get through the hunt, you know? <laughs> let's keep having enough we can reload and just keep shooting, man.
0: Lamar <laughs> Jackson has started five games against the Bengals, and the Ravens have won all five. The first two were close. The combined score in the last three meetings is 84-19. to 19. The Bengals are an early six-and-a-half-point underdog next week. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play fantasy football game. Ultimate Bengals will be awarding a weekly winner during the course of the season with tickets, autograph merchandise, and money-can't-buy experiences all up for grabs. Find Ultimate Bengals in the app stores now. Now time for this week's fun fact segment, where you get to know the person under the pads. Time for some fun facts with Bengal safety Von Bell. Born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, before playing high school football just across the state line in Rossville, Georgia. Describe where you grew up. Was it a city environment? Was it a country environment? And and what was young Von Bell into as a kid?
4: Uh, you know, it was a very small city, like, oriented. Um, but as a kid, you know, I was just very competitive, just being around my older brother and uh, just being around sports all my life and uh, really just going out to just having fun, just being a kid. When it comes to sports, was football always your number one love? It wasn't. It was basketball. And I was multi-sported. You know, I played tennis. I was on the swim team. All types of sports, so I was well-rounded. Tennis and swimming? Oh, yeah. And a little soccer there, too, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty skilled. Do you ever pick up a tennis racket anymore? Yeah, I still watch it, you know, like the openings and all that. So, I keep up with that. So, I think I get out there and do a little bit. <laughs> We're doing Fun Facts with Von Bell. You are famously
0: an early riser, waking up at 4, working out at 5, while most of us are sound asleep. When and why did you start doing that?
4: Um, It really just came from my family, really. It was always an early riser family, getting uh, our chores done early, and really just getting our work done early, really, too. So, that's ingrained in me, and um, I just took that over the ball, and I'm always thinking early worm gets the worm, early bird gets the worm, so... And um, that's my mentality always. So I'm always the first one up getting it. And I just feel like um, I'm making dreams while others are dreaming. So, nice. and it's um, as I go in my mentality, so so I think about it. I'm making dreams while others are dreaming. That's tremendous. Do
0: you ever sleep in? And if so, how late are we talking?
4: <laughs> Joey, you know, the head strip coach, he, he, he tried to get me to sleep in on Saturdays. And uh, I only sleep in by 7 o'clock. <laughs> And <laughs> so that's my sleep-end day. So uh, he said, man, you need some rest, recovery. I said, I get that. We still got to make some more. We got to make some more. Got to keep on pushing. And uh, so that's my sleep-end day.
0: So. We're chatting with Von Bell. You know you're a highly-touted recruit when the announcement is carried on live TV. You could have gone anywhere. Was it stressful or fun?
4: It was both. But, you know, seeing uh, different paths with coaches and and players across, uh, you know, in the National Football League. Now we all had the same story, just seeing each other on recruiting visits and everything and getting to meet different coaches, families, and uh, what their beliefs and their backgrounds. So it was kind of stressful at times. It was a little bit overwhelming, but uh, I had fun in it all in. And uh, I wouldn't uh, change it for the world, but um, it, was, it was it was a good time.
0: You chose to head north and play for Ohio State, part of a 2014 national championship team. What did you enjoy most about your three years with the Buckeyes?
4: Um, my my recruiting class, we did what we said we were gonna do bring a championship back to Columbus, Ohio, and um, really did that. Made a brotherhood and uh, relationships that will last forever, and um, now. Um, winning that championship and beating Bama for sure. And that was the biggest thing because it was hot and rolling for years to come. And um, all the naysayers said we couldn't do it and we did. You um, know, that would resonate with me and stick with me forever. Do you
0: have a favorite Ohio State football tradition? Oh,
4: it's many, it's many. The school session, uh, when we wake up early morning, we got chug water downstairs <laughs> with the strength uh, staff. The championship walk in the morning with Coach Meyer, what we did. And, uh, you know, on um, uh, Fridays uh, we eat at the, uh, the Jack Nicholas uh, Net- uh, golf course and really just um, really fellowship with your brothers and really just talk. And we have a special speaker every week, and uh, that's what we look forward to for sure. We're talking to
0: Von Bell. You turned pro after your junior year. The Saints traded up to select you in the second round of the draft. How did you spend the draft? And what did that moment mean to you and your family?
4: Um, I spent it with my family for sure back in Chattanooga. And um, the moment meant everything, you know, it was a surreal moment. It was speechless because everything that you worked for as a little kid dreaming and it's now surreal. And um, now you go and change lives and do what you do at a high level and um, take care of the ones around you, the loved ones around you. So it was a surreal moment for me, um, blessed, and we got to keep the journey going. New Orleans is one of my favorite places to
0: visit, but I've never lived there. You spent four years in New Orleans. What was it like to be a resident during the football season?
4: Oh, it was good. Uh, you know, the uh, the city behind you, um, the food for sure, <laughs> and um, the southern uh, the southern uh, hospitality. And uh, it's really just being back home for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, warm weather always, but uh, the food for sure. It's nothing like it. I'm with you 100%, but I'm not a professional athlete. Did you have to be careful
0: about uh, some of those caloric Cajun delicacies?
4: For sure. You got to be careful. But, uh, no, it was all love at the end of the day. And uh, I was really out in the community, always giving back on Tuesdays, going to schools and just talking, just being around the city. And uh, that's where you really feel the love. And that's where you feel that the city behind the team's back always.
0: So you signed as a free agent with the Bengals in 2020 and gave Cincinnati fans – An iconic moment with your fumble-forcing hit on Juju Smith-Schuster after he did a TikTok dance on the Bengals' logo before the game. That image is on T-shirts. It's a popular gif or jif. I'm not sure how people pronounce that. Where's
4: that play rank for you among your NFL highlights? It's up there for sure. Um, But uh, it's still more to go. And I always just say the next play is the biggest play. And that's all I'm ingrained. I always look back. I'll look back when I retire probably. (laughs) But still trying to make more memories. Then, but um, it's up there for sure. But it's more to come.
0: Have you seen that T-shirt on somebody or on <laughs> a you know a shelf or anything, and then seen it uh, bring a grin to your face?
4: For sure, uh, for sure. And uh, people sending it to me. Mom sent it to me. Oh my God! I tell her stay <laughs> off that. But for sure. And um, like I said, there's many more memories to come. All right, let's
0: do some wild card categories with Von Bell. You are an avid reader. What typically do you go for, and do you have a few all-time favorite books?
4: Oh, man, what I typically go for, I like uh, I like, uh, like inspirational, uh, mind uh, stimulation books, and I always just sharpen the sword of my mind, and, and uh, business books, too. Uh, always a businessman off the field, <laughs> and uh, Growing the Empire, So, uh, and Relentless um, by Tim S. Grover. It's one of the all time mm-hmm. favorites. You always talk about the grace in the sport. Kobe, Jordan, D. Wade, and the guys he worked with. So, and the energy bus. And I like that book too. So yeah.
0: Have your business ventures started? Have you already begun to uh, work on your post football career?
4: For sure. It's always it's a, it, when we walk outside these halls, you got to come to the business side and the real life sets in, and um, you always got to always start that early on. Um, really invest yourself, invest your time, invest your your finances, and uh, really just stimulate your mind outside the game.
0: Who is your all-time favorite athlete in any sport and why?
4: I love Kobe. Um, That's my favorite all-time athlete for sure. Just the mindset. You know, he was still on the work schedule like I was now, and that's how he was at the Lakers, and uh, always just looking forward to him, always having an ear to what he says, and uh, really just going out there and just trying to have the like the mama mentality, for sure.
0: Do you have any hidden talents? <laughs> Probably. I'm pretty talented at everything. <laughs> good at bowling, all types of stuff. Is there anything you are absolutely terrible at?
4: I don't know. I'm pretty competitive at everything I do. Like, I would challenge somebody and chug in a water bottle. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would, if I wasn't good, I would find my way to get good at it and challenge you
0: again. I like that. That's a great mentality. Last thing for Von Bell. If you could meet anybody in history, athlete, actor, statesman, whatever it might be, who would that person be?
4: I met a lot of people. I met Obama. (laughs) How was that? It was cool, you know, after we won and added. Mm -hmm. Got to meet him. Uh, Man, this is tough. i got to say God. (laughs) Jesus. But... uh, I don't know. That's a good one. That's a good one. Did you get to meet Kobe? No, I didn't. I would, Yeah, I would love to meet Kobe. Got to meet LeBron. Will Smith, too, though. We're pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> you know, he's talented. But, uh, man, I don't know. That's a good question right there.
0: It's pretty deep,
4: I know. That's a deep one. That's a deep. I'll say Kobe, though, for sure. This has been great. I appreciate your
0: time. It's great to have you on this team. Best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you so much. Finally, here's an invitation to join Lapp and me on location for the Bengals Game Plan Show this Wednesday night from 6 to 8. We'll be at the establishment on Wasson Road in Hyde Park with lots of giveaways during the commercial breaks. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast brought to you by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play next-level fantasy football game. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast, and if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.